Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Russell People, Be Real Talk, along with Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, the other Carruthers. And we the are the Carruthers. Myself, up in here, up in here. And if, and I'm telling you, if, if you are excited about being naturally, and if you have like all kinds of stuff you want to happen in your future, and if, and I just mean if, it, it, it's just if, you know, yeah, I don't know, it's just if, but if you are looking for a vehicle that drives your goals, like what that is, like what? Like a Mack truck through ice cream <laughs> and ice cream. Frank with snickerdoodle. 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 Chocolate way winning. Sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate way for the win, baby. Woo! With Snickerdoodle. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. With Snickerdoodle. Check with us out. Now that you have it. Hey, you know. You better know it. Check us out at P4B And now let's chit chat with the banter. Hello, Desoy. Let's do it. Let's do it. I have a question for listener land. I need to know if any of you all out there know how to mask backgrounds in Adobe Photoshop. Because if you do, I need to talk to you. (laughs) I need to talk to you. I have watched so many tutorials, and I'm only about 75% of the way there. Oh, wow. And, uh, I need I need to get that other twenty five percent. I need to do that. You need it. I need it. So I, I and it really I think within like ten ten fifteen minutes tops I could be there, but I just need somebody who knows what they're talking about. That's all. <clears throat> that's my plea. You know, just message me on Facebook if that's you. All right, all right. I appreciate it. Now back to Good the up. show. <laughs> now back to our regularly scheduled program. Jeez. Back to the show. And after these messages, we ride So how has your week been, Mr. Kalen O'Kellen of the O'Kellen clan? Or is it the Patterson clan? It's the O'Kellen O'Patterson clan. It's the O'Kellen. It's the O'Kellen. I'm, the O'Kellen. I'm how everything went down for the, the Natural Olympia. I'm also really happy for the representation that the Midwest brought and how yes. they stood out. So, you know, I, I got to give a, a shout out to them for that. And then I also want to say, you know, thanks for everyone who did all they could to make that show happen, especially during the time and, you know, everything that's happening with all these restrictions. It's just amazing that they find a way with the will that they have because there's so many doors that get shut slammed in their face, and they still found a way to make that thing happen, and God bless them for that. And so I'm feeling all of that, and I don't want to just gloss over that without saying the appreciation, respect, and love that I have for all they've done to uh, athletes and uh, officials to make that happen. How about you, Dad? Yes, definitely, definitely. And that's and that's, I mean, we can't, we can't. And uh, we are definitely, like Kaylin said, still feeling the natural Olympia high. And we are continuing that high tonight with our guest, Courtney Spaeth, 
who is now the proud owner of a Harley Davidson, which we're going to dive into that here in a second. But Courtney, please introduce yourself one more time to our listeners. Hello, thank you for having me on again, guys. Uh, yeah, this is Courtney Spaith. I had earned my pro um, figure title a couple years ago and have competed. Um, this will be my third third year in a row now at Olympia. So it was, like you said, such a crazy year. And for them to be able to pull together and make this show a go, um, so many athletes through this whole season, obviously, have you know lost their chance at at hitting the stage many times, and we we kind of know that as athletes going into this this year that it was potentially going to not happen. Um, so for me to hit this year, third year in a row at the Natural Olympia and climbing those ranks time and time again, it was just an an amazing weekend, and I can't thank everybody enough for getting it all together just crazy so I competed figure classic and figure open both pro divisions and yeah took a took a silver and a gold home and that Harley and a Harley and that's I mean our listeners they heard Harley and their ears just like perked perked up so you know, Bill, Brian, Sheldon, Samuel, we're going to get down to the bottom of this Harley, but I did say Harley, and that is Harley-Davidson as in motorcycle. So, Courtney, share with us, like, what is this whole Harley business, and how did you end up winning? So, one of the sponsors of the Natural Olympia, the Gains in Bulk, um, they put together a grand prize for their Elite World Tour um, and, you know, overall big shebang prize so they every year have the world tour so all of your shows leading into the natural olympia that are your pro qualifier to it um those get you points so at the natural olympia all of the top um place placement so first placement of your larger um, groups. I think this year it was five or more. I think previous year it's been 10 or more just because of COVID and numbers not being as high. I think they changed that a little bit this year. But anyway, first place of the top classes get an entry in the drawing and then the top male and female points of the Elite World Tour get an entry. So and I got my entry based on points. I was the top female point earner. So there were, I think, eight of us. There was one person that didn't show up. So it ended up being, I think, seven of us on stage that we all threw our buttons in a big cup to be drawn, and mine was the one drawn. So what kind of Harley is it, and how did you get that bad boy home? Or did you take it home, or did you just (laughs) trade it in for cash? I mean, just so many questions. Yes, so that's the big question I get. How How are you getting that home? Well, first, they do get ask for your drug test to come back first before they do anything. So once that gets finalized, um, then they will um, actually deliver the bike to you. But there is a cash payout option as well. Um, So, and for me, my husband and I, we're not, we're not riders. (laughs) So, so, yeah, so it's like, well, it'd be a beautiful feature in my garage collecting dust, but it's a it's a V Rod Harley. So I mean, it's 
it's a big bike. It's a powerful bike. And you got to really know what you're doing with one of those things because, Uh-oh. yeah, they're powerful. So, Uh-oh. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ride it. Crazy, though. I know. (laughs) Well, I guess, Kaylin Patterson, you're just going to have to build up your points next year and get in that drawing. I guess so. Because you are a man on a motorcycle, for sure. I know you love it. I know you love the air in your your twists. So that just might have to be the goal. (laughs) It might have to be the goal. Because so, totally I might be possible. like Courtney, if I were to win that, I would have to go for the cash payout. Because really, I just need to start probably with a little small Suzuki and work my way up. And who knows <laughs> yeah. if I would ever get that far. Just give me a moped. <laughs> I want to go slow. <laughs> there you go. Forget the Suzuki. Just give me a moped. Better yet, I need a, a moped. <laughs> actually, actually, a trike would be just fine. I think I could handle that. I think I could handle that. You cannot. You know, I can't do. I can handle a track a track built for two. I can handle a track built for two. If you if you win the Harley, (laughs) that's almost like blasphemy. (laughs) I wonder if I could have it retrofitted and turn it into a trike. Just a really fancy one. I don't know. I don't know who you guys are. Speaking (laughs) of foreign language. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that is oh, incredible. You can see the sad faces. Sad emoji yeah. faces. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, I know you can put those dollars to good use. I have no doubt. And speaking yeah. of dollars, so I do want to touch on this a little bit before we get too far down the road, and then we'll jump back on the uh, Olympia bandwagon. But I understand yeah. that you and your husband have a GoFundMe account to actually help yes. others. So um, talk to us a little bit about who you're raising money for and where you got this idea and and what's been happening with that. So we just have, we've had a lot of discussions with a lot of people between, you know, all the competitions that we've been at lately and with all the COVID shutdowns and the issues with gyms and competitions. And there's just so many people within our little Natty Revolution family Um, natural bodybuilding family that have really been struggling. And these are people that are constantly giving back and thinking about others before themselves always. And it, it breaks our heart to see these people struggling because they're, I mean, they're being forced to shut down. They're being forced to not have competitions. Um, And so many are struggling. And so my, my husband Yesterday, he just messaged me, and he's like, forget it. I, I'm putting together a GoFundMe page, and we are going to see what we can do. So we have a GoFundMe page going, and we've had several people graciously donate already, um, and we're going to try to help uh, make an impact in, in one or two or multiple people's lives before Christmas, um, obviously with the holiday season coming. It's, you know, even harder. So um, we want we're, to, we're, we're trying not to discuss exactly who, you know, who we're going to, to, to help, but, um, we definitely want to see if we can make an impact in, in multiple people's lives before the holiday season. So if anybody is listening and wants to donate and help, 
um, please, yeah, check out our GoFundMe page. I have it posted on my Facebook, um, Instagram, my husband's Instagram, um, t.space.wi. Um, so, yeah, we just want to be able to, to help somebody out. So. All right. Well, that's awesome. And we're also going to go ahead and share that on the uh, Midwest Muscle page so you guys can either find it by checking out Courtney's page, and that is uh, S-P-A-E-T-H. That's how you spell space. And uh, Midwest Muscle is M-I-D-W-E-S-T-M-U-S-C-L-E, just in case you weren't sure about that. Thank you. So uh, you can go ahead and check out those pages. And um, if you are so moved to help support this effort, then please do so. And you have that right there. And I'm sure that once everything is said and done that we will uh, we'll see the updates of how this is this is changing lives. So I am looking forward yeah. looking forward to uh to seeing that. Um so yeah. no, that's just awesome. So thank you in advance to you and your husband for making those strides and and getting something like that going. Thank so that's you. pretty awesome. KP, do you have anything to add? Uh, actually, I'm I'm just excited that you know they they found new ways to give back, and I think it's awesome that they're willing to just keep pushing pushing forward because it's it's not like she said it's not an easy time, and most of the time it, uh, people are hunkering down and taking care of themselves, and it's just amazing to see them taking that next step and that next level and helping others. So Courtney and, and Tony, great job with that. Uh, I'm really excited Thank to you. see how that turns out. Yes, we're excited to share. Everybody's support, obviously, we're going to be share, sharing that with all of you And once once it's all said and done. So, yeah, awesome. And, you know, it, it is that time of year, folks. And if you are able, then I, you know, will just encourage you to, whether it's Courtney's GoFundMe or anyone out there that's trying to work to make a difference in someone's life. If you are able to support that either with your time or financially, um, I encourage you to do so because even the smallest things make the biggest differences. And uh, you, you just don't really understand that until, you know, you, you do and you see the outcomes of your efforts, the fruits of your labor, I guess. So just encourage everyone to jump out there and do that. So, There's just so much to cover here. So the next thing that I want to talk about is, I don't know, something about a desert and a photo shoot and a red dress and a red flowing veil. I don't know. But what what the heck was going on in Vegas? I know what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas, but this, this little endeavor is just not going to. No, this one is not stayed in Vegas. We, uh... I had helped put together several photo shoots this past weekend as well. And uh, actually a local photographer here in Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin, actually flew out to Vegas um, to do a big desert shoot with a bunch of us. And I just had this red, fiery, low in the breeze image in my head that I wanted in the desert. And, and I think Hagrid Media nailed it. <laughs> It was fire. It was fire. I don't even know how they developed these pictures. They were so hot that they didn't just, (laughs) you know, spontaneously burst into flame. 
goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool, cool shoot. And and the adventure going out there, like we were off-roading with our rental SUVs, going down these dirt bike trails that are washed out, like roller coaster, drop down, climb the hill. I think we popped one of the wheels off the ground at one point. We were on three wheels. It, it, it was insane driving out there. <laughs> It, it well, I hope like I get to definitely... see some more. Yes, oh, you, you will be seeing more. You will be. Yes. Yeah, there's so many memories with, with that. Just the adventure out there was insane. Oh, my goodness. Your well, husband I, got well, happy I, Valentine's like Day, ha- Merry Christmas, all, like, early. <laughs> Fourth right. of yeah. July, fireworks, the whole thing. I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, this woman. This woman. Uh, one of the things I wanted to know is, it was a whole bunch of you guys. Well, not a whole bunch, but there were more than who all was involved with that, and was that like spontaneous or did this was this planned from a way back? This this was planned. We planned it out about a month in advance, um, and we had let's see here one two three four five six. I think there were seven of us that went out there, Richie Lopez and his brother, John Goines, um, Greg Lorzell, um, let's see here, Jesse Ostrowski was out there, Heather Owen, her mom, she's cute as heck. <laughs> she was our little prop gal, and she was dusting off my shoes. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that's what I want. That's awesome. <laughs> keep keep it going, Kaylin. Yeah. Keep it going, buddy. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying this little, I guess, escapade through the through the have wild blue yonder or wild desert yonder. <laughs> I mean, nobody was scared about accidents, especially with somebody's mom out there. Come on, tell me what's going on. <laughs> we were worried about. Snakes. We saw lots of snake holes. <laughs> oh, and this in this area, like I said, it was a dirt bike area. So there were people running around on their bikes, and um, there were the dunes. The dunes were just too far off from where we actually went out, so we didn't get that far. Um, and Richie Lopez got out there a little bit later. They went a different route, but I mean, there is these beautiful like red canyon rocks and. There's oh wow! Unfortunate, yeah, and it which it made really cool shoots, but unfortunately, like some of the landscape was really dirty because people were just loitering out there, shooting stuff and blowing things up. Like there were oh, propane I- tanks <laughs> exploded, you know. Like it, it, oh. it, there might be a lot of Photoshop to clear some of the debris out of the background in some spots, but it was <laughs> it was a really cool spot. I hope you got the That's Adobe. kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That's kind of amazing. All right, so so we, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Otherwise, we could probably be out here all night talking about this. But <laughs> yeah. um, so you brought home hardware in a couple of areas. So classic figure and the figure open, mm-hmm. and uh, love love classic figure. Continue to enjoy that so immensely. But I do have I do want to get a little bit of perspective. And since this is real talk, we'll let this be real. Um, clearly I wasn't there and we all know pictures don't always do justice, but I'm just 
been hearing folks stating that they feel like this year, um, and especially in the women's category, the judges tended to slant to a little more of a softer look. Now, in looking at your figure, I'm not really sure that I feel like that's the case, but from your perspective and seeing the athletes up close, you know, do you feel like that's the way that it went or that, you know, everybody up there was as hard as a rock and they were shreddy? I I think there were certain categories that, like your bikini division, they definitely mm-hmm. were looking for, for a softer look. They wanted that athletic, muscular build, um, but they, they, they definitely were not veering towards that harder look. Um, mm-hmm when they were starting to get into, you know, your physiques and your bodybuilding, then yes, definitely more of a hard look. I think, um, figure was pretty balanced. Um, so the, the biggest thing with, with those divisions is, you know, the symmetry top and bottom. Like there were some that were mm-hmm. super hard in their upper, but then were, were softer and not as muscle defined in their lower. So, and as, as you know, with, figure like symmetry is everything um showing those yeah. quad separations but not to the point where you're super striated um so i think i think figure was was pretty well balanced um that way but definitely bikini bikini was a softer look um well yeah, that definitely answers the question now i gotta ask since you were there uh Misha, mm-hmm. Everybody said he looked lights out, phenomenal. No one was even close, considering that yep. you know with, with the show size and and with that kind of caliber of athletes, firsthand knowledge. What did you think? Yes, um, being there for that, watching that, those lineups and the the comparisons, it it was hands down, Mishik. And that, you know, and it's always so crazy because Bishak, I mean, he is a natural bodybuilding phenom, but in the grand scheme of things, he's so tiny height-wise. And so just to see just the variation of the different pros that were out there, I mean, as far as size, and when I mean size, I'm talking more about height than anything. It was just really all over the board, and I just, and that's, and that can be tough. To, to size yeah. up, but, you know, when you have someone who is generally always as well-prepared as Meshach is, I'm sure that it was just, you know, and there was, you know, it was a battle, and there were so yeah. many big names that were on the stage at the same time that, you know, it's just amazing. But from what I have seen, he really did look phenomenal. He, his, he his did great. time off like- has done him well. Oh, big time. And like you said, the size, it is hard when you look at the stage and you see someone very short-statured and someone very tall standing next to each other. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's hard to compare the two. You you have to look more at the each individual and break them down. Okay, this, you know, are their tops comparable to their bottoms? Are there, you know, the leanness, the build, the shoulder cap, the shape? And you have to look, okay, what does this person have every area there? Yes. You know, go to the next. Nope. That person and their legs don't match their upper half. Okay. We know that that, you know, that person is not in that first place spot. You know, you do. It's, it's hard to, 
to step back and not use that size as a determining factor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, Robert Terry, I don't even remember how tall he is, but he's well over. He's 6'4". Six. Six, he's 6'4". Six, six, four. Four. Wow. Okay, so I knew that. Yes. And then you have Meshach, and hey, he's a good, what, five foot maybe? Mm-hmm. Five two? Mm-hmm. So yeah, well over a foot different. Than I am. I'm 5'3", and he's definitely shorter than I am. So Okay. So, but you're, you're totally right. At that point, you really do just have to break it down, you know, body part by body part. You don't have the luxury of athletes being similar heights. Um, and so, but that, yeah, again, I don't envy the different. judge's job for any of those categories at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough classes. <laughs> Very tough, sure. very tough. I mean, Meshack is <laughs> tough to beat no matter what. Because yeah. even at his height, he packs the punch of everything. I mean, he really fills his body out well. I'll say that for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll get a chance to talk to him this coming Tuesday. But now, Courtney, we have to get with your class and all that you did and how yeah. you dressed that was you because again this, these aren't easy classes or categories so I mean with that many all stars there even in the uh, the judging panel how do you keep your focus and uh, what was going on in your head when you were on stage um, I think you know for me starting in the order of the classic it really helps because I get that first stage presence and jitters kind of out of the way in classic classic I'm just a little bit more relaxed in um, just knowing the competition is a little bit higher in figure so um, I was able to kind of get my head set when I was doing classic Um, and then out there for the figure open I was able to put all my nerves at bay and just show it I mean all the the changes that I've done with my physique over the last few years and then everything I was able to get through this season, it just gave me all that power to just all or nothing, you know, (laughs) obviously everything tight, 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 making sure all my checkpoints are hit every quarter turn I do and just having fun, you know, trying to have that, that genuine stage presence and smile and, show that I'm having fun up there versus being, you know, jittery. So that's usually my, my rundown. And that's awesome. I mean, and really, and really this, this really was the icing on the cake. I mean, like you said, you, so many changes you've made over the last couple of years, but then you really had some obstacles earlier this year that you had to face. And I know you had some health issues even going into the mayhem, we weren't even sure that you were going to be able to compete, but yet you pulled that out stunningly as well. So I know our listeners um, are wanting to know just a little bit more about some of your health challenges that you had and how it was to overcome those. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously we all kind of started off our season with everything being shut down. We had, you know, lost our gyms, um, And fortunately, my husband and I, right at that time, were supposed to be taking a vacation, and that got canceled. So we had a whole week and, what was it, like 10 days or something at home. 
so we're just like, all right, let's do this thing. And we tore down a wall in our house and put in a gym that week. So we, you know, we're able to make something good out of something that was a little disappointing. And that set my road, you know, there on forward that I had everything I needed right at home. Um, and then mm-hmm. moving into um, Michigan, um, you know, was was not feeling great, little run down. And then after that show, I did come down with the flu. Um, went and got COVID tested several times because I swore it was COVID and it wasn't. So I was pretty down for, gosh, a good four to five days. Um, I still tried to push through on some of the workouts, some of the cardio that I could, but I was just coughing and headache, dizzy, you know, fever, chills, the whole nine yards. Um, so I was able to get through through that. And then a couple weeks later, um, in the middle of the night, had terrible right side pain. I thought I had appendicitis, um, but then it went away. And then the next day kept hitting me again, and it, it was so strong it was making me throw up. So I knew something oh, was no. wrong, but I did but I but I didn't know what. So I went into the ER and that was the Monday before um mayhem. And oh, um they yeah, so they they did a bunch of tests. Um wasn't my appendix, so they took me into C T scan and they found a softball sized cyst on my right ovary. And then my mm. pelvic cavity was was full of fluid. So my mm. the cyst that they had found had already partially ruptured. So the, oh, the thing was massive. We don't, you know, what it was before it ruptured, but after it already ruptured, it was still the size of a softball. Um, yeah, goodness. So that, yeah, was very painful. I mean, at least the rupture at that point shrunk it down to the size where it was, you know, much more tolerable. Um, so then the doctors at that point started to mess with my hormones because your your estrogen levels are what can shrink the cyst. So then, you know, all these thoughts about, okay, you're in prep. The last thing you want to do is start messing with hormones. And, you know, it definitely made me very leery of what the road ahead was going to bring. Um, but mm. they had to bring, get that cyst they had to get the cyst to shrink because the them being that size can actually give you an ovarian torsion. And if that would have happened, I, then I would have lost my blood flow to my ovary. And then I would have had to go in t- for surgery and could have potentially lost my ovary. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. So that, that was that Monday before mayhem. So that the ER doctor put me immediately on a lifting restriction, but you cannot lift at all this week because you will get a torsion and I will be pre- performing surgery on you. And he's like, I don't want to do that. So, um, so I ended up not lifting at all that entire week. Um, just did cardio, you know, and every day just listen to my body. I'm like, okay, I'm not having pain. I'm good to go. You know, and just stuck to a good cardio regimen and stuck to my nutrition and was practicing posing, and he didn't want me to compete that weekend, but I was like, well, if I could get through cardio and I could get through my posing, I should be fine. <laughs> so, so we went cool. for it and, you know, won that show, and I had my pain pills with me just in case, you know, uh, your your medical cards with you just in case you got to go to the emergency room, but 
it it all turned out fine, and um, I actually go back next week for a follow up on that to see how that's going, um, and then uh, then there's more, <laughs> and then wow. about yeah, it was about three weeks before Olympia, Courtney got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I had oh, it before. My. Yeah. So I yeah, it was the nineteenth. The nineteenth I had a positive test for COVID at work because we have routine testing. And mm-hmm. it was it was very goofy that day because somebody was complaining about a smell in the hallway and I and then they're like, Can you smell that? And I was like, No. And I went, Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and ate my snack and I couldn't taste anything and I went I went right down to our tester and I'm like, you might want to do the quick rapid test on me instead of the lab one because I can't taste or smell anything. And sure enough, I had COVID. So so then I was on a 10-day quarantine and, you know, in the end it it was fine because I was fine. Everybody was so concerned and I, you know, and thank you everybody that reached out to check on me. I literally, the only thing that happened was I lost my taste and smell. Um, and I got, a, I, I got a lot of projects done at home because I couldn't do anything or go anywhere. So I cleaned a lot of cupboards. <laughs> yes, you did. I saw that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, in the end with, with everything, like I just always was looking for that silver lining. Okay. What? You know, yes, when I got the flu, maybe I just needed to slow down. I needed to take that rest. Same with, you know, my cyst and issue there. Well, this may be something I've been dealing with for a while and didn't know it. And now now it's taken care of. And, and, and same with COVID. I was like, I'm just glad I got it done and got my quarantine over with before Olympia. Because what would have happened if I would have got, got it right before and then couldn't travel? So... Mm-hmm. Oh my God! This woman, everything that's happening, <laughs> and you're still looking for competing. That is amazing in itself. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hats off for sure, especially having that positive outlook. Thank you. You're taking so beating as you're going through the, all of this. It's that the things you're describing basically send people home for the rest of their year. And you're basically going a couple of weeks and getting back up and, and going. So uh, I, I got to do yeah. a hats off to you, but I also got to stand up and give a, a round of applause to your husband because he's one of the most supportive people I've ever met. And uh, I, he's one of the few people Jeez. that can shine my buddy, my booty better than uh, uh, most people. And, and he does a <laughs> yes, great job can. making sure I look my absolute best. So, uh, you know, yes. I'm sure you guys He is amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been able to. It, th- I mean, through the whole COVID too, he never got sick. So, you know, he's always making sure I have Kenny, everything I need and making sure all my foods are right. And he can't get sick. <laughs> no, I, I, he's just he's, he's like I'm a superhero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and even like <laughs> out in Vegas. He got the. He's like, I'll get a rental car, and he was hauling people left and right. He's like, oh, they need to get picked up at the airport. He would jump in the SUV and he would go to the airport and pick people up that were coming in. I mean, 
took took people back for their flights. Like he was helping so many athletes over the whole weekend of Olympia. It was just incredible. And he just yeah. Everybody loves loves him and his support. Get a show. Everybody loves Tony. Everybody loves Tony. They do. Everybody. His expediting his expediting skills. Oh my gosh. I've been to other shows and you don't know when you're up when you should start pumping up. Nobody comes and talks to you. And he is on it. He is checking on everybody, making sure they have what they need, give, you know, giving them a 30-minute warning. This is about where you're going to be. So start getting ready. Like, he is on it. It's awesome. That is awesome. See, you guys have a dy- dynamic duo over there. Without <laughs> we do. <a> doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. So tell us a little bit, what was the international presence like? Because I know that had to have been strained, especially with quarantine requirements and just everything else that's been going on. Yeah, it was very, very minimal. Um, So it was sad, you know, definitely missed a lot of our international athletes, a lot of the people I've gotten to know over the last few years. Um, We definitely were thinking about all you guys and, and missed everyone not being there. Um, there were there were some from Mexico, there were some from Canada. That was pretty much the bulk of it. I think there were a couple from Italy. Uh, Rob, Rob Terry was there. Um, so, but that that was about it. I mean, it was pretty much U.S. Yeah, it was definitely different. But and with the venue um, restrictions, I know the typical location at the Rio, they're not allowing any sorts of, you know, conventions or anything happening. Um, so where we were at with the Golden Nugget in that space, like it really couldn't have accommodated any more than what we had. Um, the athlete area was very small. The, the stage and the showroom was beautiful. The, the seating was beautiful. Um, definitely a lot of space there, but the backstage area was very limited. So it would have been very difficult having more athletes. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, hats off to all the work that was done. And it's quite an accomplishment to have anything happening this year with with so much basically to deter it. Now, with – that being said, you know, it provided a lot of hope for a lot of people because you have natural athletes basically shining and doing their best and also coming home with either their wins yeah. or respecting the fact that they competed. What do you think that does for the push for better health? Because I'm still amazed that we're not pushing harder for people to be healthier so they are less at risk because uh, it's amazing the the recovery that's happening for healthy individuals as compared to the sick and, and, and basically diabetic, they're, they're taking the hardest hits mm-hmm. like nobody can imagine. They are. So they how, are. how do you think this push is going to help? And is there more that as natural athletes we can do to promote and push the healthy aspects of life and living? Uh, we, de- we definitely need to reach out to our state representatives. Um, that, that is where it has to start. The, big, the biggest thing I'm seeing with, you know, all of these shutdowns is, yeah, the first thing that goes are, are gyms. And that takes away that, that health and physical well-being as well as mental well-being. Um, I know suicide rates have been way up 
um, during these mm-hmm. times with people not being able to socialize, people not being able to get that physical movement. We all know movement exercise produces endorphins. You know, what do endorphins do for you? They help with your mood. And so many people need it. So many people need to be strong and healthy because that's what's going to help you fight this off. Um, and unfortunately, our, um, our, our needed services are McDonald's over gyms. And, and that Crazy. simply just can't happen. Um, and, and it has to start with people reaching out to their state representatives. It's not going to change. It's, nothing is going to go anywhere unless everybody tries to get their voice heard. And we can be heard because I have been reaching out locally, statewide, and internationally. And if, I mean, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. If we're not saying anything or speaking up, then we're, we're driving ourselves out of it. I mean, that the, the natural Olympia was a good platform for us to springboard this mentality and understanding because there's so many people that have been at risk from doing their respective jobs and recovering yourself included. So, you know, yep. it, it just amazes me. I'm, I'm, I'm really, if you watch my video this morning, uh, my, my workout video, and that was the first thing I was talking about depression because it is leading to suicide. It is leading to people being more dark and, more alone and more isolated because yep. fear is being preached so well. And then you have something like the Natural Olympia to show so many healthy individuals showing their absolute best in a time that seems to be the absolute worst. What can we yep. do to to basically promote this even more, especially with the Iron Man magazine and that photo shoot coming out that we know is going to show you guys shining like even better? Yep. And that the Olympia was the first event that had been held at the Golden Nugget since shutdown. Wow. Yep. So now, when you have that photo shoot, what kept you in mind, like, this is still going to be helping natural bodybuilding, but actually promoting health and wellness even long after that show had been completed? Oh, I got to think about, yes. Can you repeat that one okay. more time? Yeah, we kind of cut cut out. I only heard part of it. I'm sorry. What I was talking That's about okay. is that, you know, we, we have everything in place to promote health and wellness. Yep. Even if we don't have the backing of our own state and our own state's representatives, we can still push forward because I, I know that there's been plenty of people that have basically taken care of their health without any state representation at all, and it shouldn't be required. So with the photo shoot coming up that's going to be coming out, I know some of those pictures are going to be in Iron Man. How can we mm-hmm. make that a platform to push even harder for better health and wellness? I mean, using using all of that and in, in the tools and knowledge that we have to just that, I mean, that's that's the biggest piece that I see missing, especially with the nutrition side of things is just education and we can, we can show how, you know, we've improved our health and well-being, our, our muscle build, everything from the ground up is 
nutrition is staying healthy and working out and just putting that puzzle together for people that's simple and structured um, and just educating. Yes. And, you know, like I said, if we we are considered a small underground. Oh, again. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. It was kind of crackly. I can hear Uh-oh. you. Okay, I can hear you fine, too. Oh, what I was asking was, with with what's going on, we have to push harder. I mean, we simply have to push harder because we, we, we can still be a voice. And I'm glad that we have so many natural athletes that always consider others. And that's one of the things that was sorely needed when it comes to anything happening or being moved is that other people having true care and concern for others. And you guys have proven that, you and Tony, hands and shoulders above, because you're already doing it. I mean, this is nothing new to you. And it, it's something that you've been driven to do long before COVID even came in uh, came into existence. Well, I, I don't want to say that because right. I don't know when it started. But there is the understanding that you guys have already been on the front line and driving to help others and pushing to make sure that it's not just you that's being successful, but anyone and everyone that's around you or that you know. So what brings that mentality about and uh, how long, I mean, how much more can we do in the future to help lift everyone up? Because we like people are hurting and and it's sad to see, Mm -hmm. but there's not much support when we learn that people are hurting. Right. Yeah, we've, I mean, him and I both have always had had the mindset of seeing, you know, if you're succeeding, we're succeeding. And, and it's always a give and take helping people um, because that improvement, I mean, helps the next person and helps the next person and helps the next person. It's just a domino effect. And that's, I mean, it's just my nature and the way we've been brought up and um, getting people in that cycle and seeing how it can affect one another once they mm-hmm. see it. I mean, there's that you, you just have to do it. I mean, it's you, you see people shine and, and be happy and, you know, don't, don't have to, to worry about what comes tomorrow. I mean, that just makes your whole day. Wow. You know, and and that's so true. And it, it, I I was like I, I tell everybody, you know, when they ask me about how sharing is so easy for me, I said I was brought into this world sharing because I was in yeah. the middle of the family, yeah. the brothers and sisters. So that's all I've ever known. Sharing is not that big a deal to me. We weren't raised with the selfish mindset or mentality. So basically, just helping out just helped you. I mean, it, it, it was an understanding that you're not just helping them. You're actually helping yourself because if they're not sick or if they're not crying, if they're not hurt, then you don't have to struggle and cover anything that they were already doing because they still have the energy and motivation to do it. And that was the understanding. You weren't being selfish because you knew in the end everyone wins. And I, I love, yeah. I, I mean, I'm obviously I love my family because, uh, you, you can see the love that that stays around. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to let it go, and I don't have any wish to do so. So even when people don't 
aren't at their best, I can still be better than my worst. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. Wrong type. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to die on radio. But, you know, I, I noticed that when when people don't want to give their absolute best because of how you were raised and who you are, it doesn't really rub off in the way that it would someone who's basically already hurt and struggling. I mean, pain yeah. happens. It, obviously, you've weathered your storm this year and then some. Yeah. Let's get that understood. Yeah. But how do you, you how do you go and do the things you do knowing everything is happening to you and you still want to give out and share? I I've I've always been a firm believer that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And most people will look at the negative side of that. And I tend to look at the positive side of it. Okay, this happened for a reason. What what's the good that's gonna come? And I mean, through everything I've been through, that's that's always been my outlook. Okay, yeah, this sucks, but you know what? This was really good timing. Or or you know, it's so to to try to always have that positive outlook and always trying to help others be positive and um, happy. It's so easy to go down that rabbit hole, and it's just a downward spiral from there of negativity, and it it just destroys your mood. It destroys everybody else's mood around you, and it's, and it's like, what good is coming of any of that? There isn't. Um, so I so I always try to shine that on people, and be like, you know, yeah, this the situation does suck, but here's the other side of it. You know, and you can get get people to see things in a different light, and it just changes your mood, your outlook, um, and the way I've done it in sharing that with others. And like I said, it's just a domino effect at that point. Yes, and it and it takes it takes its toll for the good and for the bad, and and I I thank God mm-hmm. for people like. And that's why I'm always smiling when I see you. That's why I love my fitness family because yes. you guys do positive energy, uh, positive efforts, and positive outcomes. And I, I think that's one of the things that we sorely need, especially with so much fear-mongering being put out there. If it's true mm-hmm. or not, it doesn't matter. They just throw it out there anyway. And, you know, yeah. I, my dad used to say that a lie will circle the world 50 times before the truth even gets down the block. So we have to work harder. We already work hard, so it's not that big a deal. We have to do more to be brothers and sisters in thinking, and we have to do more to be there for each other instead of basically waiting for the next bad thing. Because obviously, you've weathered, like I said, I, I can't help but keep reiterating, you've weathered your storms and you're still pushing forward for others. So, you know, we we kind of run out of excuses when these things happen, when you have people like you doing what you do and still competing and still winning and basically taking all excuses and putting them in the background. What do you have to say for the people that you interact with, and how do you keep them motivated to keep being motivated for others as well as themselves? 
had just just that that I just talked about with having always looking at what what is the positive outcome of this and if if you're sitting there and just chewing apart all of the terrible things those are going to be the terrible things and those are the only thing anybody's ever going to see and you just you just can't go there I mean it's the same thing um, that I talk to competitors about when they're getting ready to compete that they're looking at all their flaws and then they're looking at their competition and they're sizing their flaws up with their competition and they start with that negative mindset what happens to our, our demeanor, our presence, our, our smile and our attitude when we're doing that, it goes to pot. And if, if you're stepping on stage at that moment where you're chewed yourself apart because you sized up your, your negative flaws against your competition, you are not going to present yourself well on stage. Um, so all of that goes hand in hand. Exactly. And, you know, I just, I, I got nothing but love for you. Uh, I call you my champion because you are. Um, I, I definitely want that autograph picture because, I mean, like, we, we have a wall. Dad and I are going to be doing live videos in the future, and I want to have a background of everyone I know that's an all-star because I know the backstory as well as the, the championships that you guys are winning. So before we uh, end the show, I know you have plenty of shout-outs to give and plenty of accolades. Uh, Let's hear them. And just from the heart, what we have to do to move forward as natural athletes and more positive influences in this nation. Yeah, so as athletes, I mean, we all need to keep pushing the natural. it, it's something that a lot of bodybuilders don't have respect for still in the bodybuilding community and being natural. I mean, it just goes hand in hand with what's going on with your health, your well-being. I mean, anybody that can educate and keep pushing forward with natural bodybuilding and putting it out there and don't be afraid to put it out there. Um, keep doing what you do and love what you do and keep sharing it with everybody. Um Definitely have to give a huge kudos to my husband, obviously. He is, he is my rock, he's my everything with com- with competitions and staying on track. I mean, he preps all my food for me. This mm-hmm. guy loves to cook, and and that that is his part. And honestly, you know, would I be where I am without him cooking for me? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. So food is everything, and I can't thank him mm-hmm. enough for always being there through through all this and obviously helping and motivating all the other competitors too. Like like you said, this is our fit family and everybody is always so open and welcoming and, and loving on each other and 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 that's what it's about. Um and obviously uh Denny and Diana Kekos, the IMBA, PMBA family having the Federation and the ground groundwork and obviously all the work trying to keep um, the natural Olympia alive this year and, you know, Leif Anderson with all the natty shows. I uh, can't thank him enough for pushing and, and kudos to him. The, um, he is promoter of the year pushing through so many obstacles um, to get these shows to go. 
I mean, there were so many shows that people were like, I'm not even trying. It's not worth it. And he would find a way and he would just keep pushing through. Um, So without those shows for me this year, I wouldn't have made it to the Olympia Um, with all the travel restrictions that I was put under with work being in healthcare and I'm in a vulnerable population with uh, skilled nursing and the, the travel for me just wasn't an option to go to some of the other competitions. So I had to stay local um, to earn my, my path to the Olympia this year. Um, So yeah, I couldn't do it without him. Thank you guys for having me on and always um, being so welcoming and loving and sharing my story and uh, Iron Man Magazine, the next issue coming out on the 24th of this month. Um, I had the honor of being um, having a full page in the Iron Man Magazine this, this issue. So look for that coming out. Um, what else? Oh, and for, um, I was honored with the, the most symmetrical award at the Olympia as well. And, yeah was quite a year. I can imagine. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you made so much happen uh with so much going against you and you still found a way. So, you know, really much love and respect. Big shout out to uh your main supporter Tony and uh, yeah. I hope that you have a, a super great rest of your night. Uh, get the recovery that you need. Uh, make sure that yeah. when you when I see you again, you guys are both healthy. And I'm really sorry I won't be able to ride that Harley. <laughs> well, we'll have to see what uh, Gaines and Volk has to say when I talk to him. <laughs> All right. Well, Courtney, thanks so much for sharing this time and this energy. Again, you know, much love to you. And thank God for people thank like you. you because you're a blessing, you're a true blessing. Uh, let, give a thank big hug uh, to Tony and let him know that he can drink sure my will. <laughs> I sure will. He's excited for the next time. He's like, he always brags. Kalen told me I gave him his best tan ever. <laughs> he really knocked it home. I had such an <laughs> issue with that behind, and he lost it had nothing streaks and nothing like that. So, you know, you guys are awesome. Thank God for you. And have a blessed uh, rest of your night. Thank you, guys. You too. All right. Courtney did a great job. She's always doing a great job. And God bless her husband. For Desiree, uh, Caitlin Patterson, Midwest Muscle, we are out. <laughs>